Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Geoff Lacey. And I'm Claire Venice. There's a lot going on. In our much-loved Petersphere in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. This week we're bringing you a colourful selection of news and events happening in the Petersphere. In this week's Smorgasbord, we feature wine sampling on Lavent Street and a new community garden. As well as an update on Petersfield's festivals this year and young local eco-warriors. John Walker from the Petersfield Post discusses current news stories and Susie delights in gorse in her wild walk. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Hello, Joff. Hello, Claire. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. And you? Not too bad. Not too bad. You find me a little bit rattled today. We're recording this Saturday afternoon in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it's about a five-minute drive to yours from mine. And I encountered at least three or four driving indiscretions. Which has got my goat. Oh, yeah. You know? I know what you mean. <laughs> there was... Um, now, you might think I'm being very petty and others might think this, but the one-way street, College Street, there's a fork left to go along Station Road, right to go up Rams Hill. No one ever indicates. So if you're crossing the road there, you don't know where the cars are going. So that was one. So I was behind someone who didn't indicate. So Then coming out of Frenchman's Road, you've got to turn left, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You can't go right yep. upstage. Someone was doing that. Oh, nice. Nice. That's okay. even harder now that they've changed that. Yes, crossing. and she had a big car and she had to slow right down and go. Clearly says. Clearly says. Left only there. Then I'm gone round the roundabout at McDonald's and someone's in the left-hand lane, so I'm assuming they're going to carry on the 272. No, straight across to go and go up the A3. Yeah, that roundabout, because I use that roundabout a lot. I think it's really badly laid out. Yes. Because that filter off to the A3 heading south... Yes. ...just comes out of nowhere. Yep. So I can understand if someone isn't familiar with that roundabout. But yeah, I've had that happen to me a number of times. Well, I'm sorry, that's... Yeah, so it's, um, and it's raining, it's drizzly, yeah. it's all about... I've had to work this morning, when I'm not meant to be working on a Saturday. So yeah. It's February. It's, February. it's a grotty month, isn't it? I'm feeling chubby, <laughs> red-faced. Misery guts. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I guess things can only get better, Geoff. <laughs> they can. And it's all in my hands if I want it. <laughs> so how's your week been? Well, it's half term. Uh, it has been half term. So we've done quite a bit of walking. Have you? Yeah, discovered some new walks that I'm embarrassed to say I've, I've not been on around here in the nearly 17 years we've lived here. Tell us one. So round by the Poet Stone at the top. Which I haven't done. You've never the done the top? No. It's lovely up there. Yes. I'm feeling it <laughs> yes. on the back of my legs. So this week, Joff, we're featuring a number of different Shine Radio presenters. We are. Which is great. We do this from time to time. Um, there's always great audio on Shine Radio and it's nice to highlight other presenters sometimes. So, so we've got quite a few in the Peapod this week. We have. And coming up... I believe... Mm-hmm. We have a meet and greet session very soon for those existing volunteers and potential new volunteers. Tell us more, Claire. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing about 
Shine Radio, there's a lovely team of volunteers, but we don't get to see each other very often. I mean, you and I do, Joff, because we, we record do. every week. But there are a number of new faces as well. We, we don't know so well. We haven't got a hub. Um, and so Kate Fairweather, who's another volunteer at Shine Radio, does Dogs with Jobs. Dogs with Jobs. Award-winning Dogs oh. with Jobs. Uh, she has come up, with a, come up with a great idea to try and do a monthly meetup. And the first one... Open to all Shine Radio volunteers and potential volunteers. So if you're interested, do come along on Wednesday, the 1st of March from 6.30 until 8.30pm upstairs at the townhouse. Looking forward to seeing you all. Me too. There's one thing that's caught my eye on the script this week, Claire. Okay. Seed swap. Yes. I'm conjuring up lots of different images with (laughs) seed swap. Tell us more. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) This is part of... Uh, well, it's an idea that we came up with Steve, Amos and I because we present the Growing Together Gardening Programme on great Shine show. Radio. Thank you very much. Um, Steve's great. You know, I've been recording with him for just over a year now, once a month at the Adhurst Estate Allotments. Um, and we just thought it's something that hasn't happened in Petersfield. We don't know if it's ever happened in Petersfield, but we'd love to get the gardening community together. There are a number of different allotments in the area and, and lots of different organisations. See, there's community gardens, there's a new community garden we'll hear more about in Lis that's just um, being put together and other organisations. So we just thought, what a great excuse to get people together. So there's a the very first, we think, Petersfield Seed Swap on Sunday, March the 26th at the Half Moon in Sheet from four till six. And will we be recording a peepod there, Claire? Well, I think we might have to, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so we love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please do call or WhatsApp us on 01730 or send an email to team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, festivities come to town and wine sampling comes to Lavent Street. But first, here's Joff with John Walker and your latest local news. It's Sunday lunchtime and I've met up with John again. Hello, John. How are you? I'm feeling very good, mate. I'm now on my fifth day of no smoking, which I'm feeling like a frisky little spring lamb. <laughs> not wheezing, not spitting. <laughs> Fantastic at the moment. Uh, and I'm drinking lime juice and water with ice. So it's all good in the world, I think. Excellent, John. Now, we spoke a couple of weeks ago regarding a little spillage into the brook that goes behind all the long wait shows on the Herm Farm, where I'd noticed a foam barrier. You informed us that there'd been a little spillage from a generator in Aldi. I believe you have an update. Yeah, I mean, it, it would appear that uh, these two big industrial-sized generators that where the leak came from were actually providing the shop with power. So it actually had no mains power at the time it's opening. Which, of course, is an irrelevance, isn't it? We know that. Everybody wanted Aldi open for Christmas. Never mind the fact it hasn't got any power. Anyway, since then, last week, they've now installed or built a little substation where direct electric can be run into, which will then go in to feed the shop. But as of this moment in time, there is another generator in the car park where you can park for £75 a month running 24-7, providing power into the little substation, which then pushes it into Aldi. So once again, Aldi has no direct power, as far as we can see, and it's just being run by generated electricity. And uh, it's quite tempting. I was always talking about cutting through all the cables, to be honest. (laughs) Wanton vandalism, John? 
it was, it was just, just a mad moment. I, just, I sat down and slapped myself and we're all good. And we discussed the bins last week and the collections and that type of thing. I believe there's been an update around how the council are going to improve the service. Uh, yeah, they've employed a consultant to come in to tell them how to run their bin service more uh, efficiently. And uh, we don't know what this consultant is going to cost. Um, obviously, the council will be paying the uh, consultant, and any money that the council has either comes from us through council tax or is directly our money because the council is a public body. And uh, yeah, apparently, the uh, consultant was in the Bedford Road depot at the crack of dawn on Monday with clipboard and stopwatch. <laughs> Um, coming forth with ideas. But I just think it's very, very sad. When the council actually ran the bins, as in their lorries, oh, and this is another thing, they got 18 lorries, seven of them were off the road, um, because the parts they need come from Europe. And a little thing called Brexit has uh, obviously made those parts very hard to import now. Of course, we all knew that when Brexit was coming along, didn't we, children? We knew there would be problems like this. But we've got our borders back, which is fantastic. And there's more, I believe. Well, apparently, um, by Easter, at the very latest, all our bin service should be back up to normal and running as it should be. And uh, you've got to admire or applaud the council for taking action to an extent. They recognised that there was a fault, they recognised that it wasn't acceptable, and they've tried to do something about it. But I will just say, I wonder if their reaction would have been quite so prompt if the local elections for the council weren't in May. And we're, we're stood outside the townhouse. We mentioned this before Christmas, where there was a puddle just outside it. Now, we haven't had a lot of rain in the last four to five weeks. There's still surface water at the bottom of the high street. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's developing its own little ecosystem. <laughs> It'll become like a town centre heath. Someone will be applying to run boats across it soon. Yeah, well, there we go. I mean, what can you say, Geoff? It's, it's beyond commenting. To be I think that's a great place to leave it. What more can we say? John, take care, and I'll see you very soon. Thank you. Yeah, I will. Yes, good. The Petersall Post is out every Thursday, so please get one with your weekly shop or subscribe to the digital version. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. Specialist English wine merchants and wine producers Simon and James Hawkins are busy with not only taking over a local pub, but also premises on Lavent Street. Phil Humphreys, who co-presents Shine Radio's The Drinking Programme, met with Simon to talk English wine and more. Simon, Hawkins Brothers... The, the champions of English wine, and you're coming to Petersfield. We are coming to Petersfield, yes. Well, we never really left. Um, we, we, we've always had a presence in, in, in the market, peripatetic, I suppose. We, we've, we've been there, particularly over Christmas, the Christmas period and sort of Easter, and we've supported all the, um, the awesome festivals that have gone on in the street. And the, so hopefully an awful lot of people in Petersfield know the Hawkins Brothers wines and the Hawkins Brothers brand. But yes, we are opening, we've got two things happening. In, in, in the spring, we've got a we've got a shop opening in Lavender Street, purely to sell English wine, mm-hmm. and we've also just exchanged on the Cricketers Inn at Steep, which we're going to turn into an English wine and food pub. Ideally, we'd I would have liked to have had those six months apart, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you carved yourself out a bit of work there, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. So Lavender Street, which, which shop? Because there's a couple of shops. Yes. So which one are you going well, to be in? if you remember Annie Jones, yes, they took on part of A1 Security. That was a kind of coffee and cake shop. Yes. So we're taking that, and that's going to become the English wine shop. 
there'll be double, double doors as there are at the moment opening into Annie Jones themselves so people can come in from Annie Jones and taste some English wine and buy English wine and take it home oh. um, and people can come in from the street as well so is this going to be a, a kind of cooperative venture with the new owners of yes. the other part of Annie Jones yes we work we work very very closely with them um, and there's a lot of collaboration that goes on between us we're, we're all mates and you're creating the, the Petersfield Wine Triangle. Did you, <laughs> you realise this? No, I hadn't realised that. So you've got Majestic by the station. Yes. You've got General Wine at the top end of Lavent Street. And then as we progress down Lavent Street, very merrily on our <laughs> way by this point, we find you with English wine. Exclusively English Exclu- wine? Well, exclusively English wine by the bottle. We also have another business called Van Can Can which is, um, as the name suggests, it's purely canned wine. We, we sell canned wine from all over the world, and people are putting some amazing wine in can these days. And it's, it's, a, it's a big trend in the industry yeah. at the so moment. So we, we are kind of the, 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 the premium online sellers of, of canned wine, and we will have a selection in the shop so people can come, buy, you know, come, come along and buy you know, a single serve of wine to take home. You've tempted us. The, the juices are flowing. When is this shop going to open? We are aiming for the shop to open probably towards the end of February. How wide a range? I mean, people think English wine, and well, we can maybe summon a couple of couple of brands to mind. But how wide a range can you be offering in this shop? Well, I mean, strangely enough, there are over a thousand vineyards now in the UK. Our selection is actually only a, a small percentage of that. We we deal with seventy local vineyards. So there'll be a huge, and as well as producing our own wines, which hopefully people have tasted. Um, so yeah, there will be a set, uh, quite a good selection. We will concentrate, certainly to begin with, on local producers. So Rames, Cottonworth, East Meon, all, the, all those lovely local producers that, that people want to try. Yeah. Local is, is king. Absolutely. And we're in just the best place Absolutely. for English wine. You're along right, this south coast. Right in the heart of it here. The, the chalk of the, of the South Downs and the North Downs is just perfect for growing sparkling wine grapes. Um, so Hampshire is fantastic for sparkling wine. There aren't too many still wines produced in Hampshire, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to go slightly further afield. Sussex and Surrey and, and Wiltshire. Oh, my goodness. I know, <laughs> for, for still wines. I, I did hear somebody from, I think it was Norfolk, mm. saying how they had produced... A wonderful English red from yes. Pinot Noir. Now, tell me, Simon, what's your view of the state of English red at the moment? I think it's absolutely stunning. We've actually just launched our own uh, English oh, Pinot Noir. Yes, from grapes grown in Essex. The whole of the eastern side of the country is perfect for growing Pinot Noir. And we've got our grapes from the Crouch Valley. And there's a microclimate there that just produces incredible ripeness in Pinot Noir grapes. It's an old sort of glacial valley, so lots of lots of, sort of clay broken up with bits of shell and, and flint, and it, it's a wonderful soil. Great grapes, and we we produced this this lovely um, Pinot Noir, which we launched last week, mm-hmm. um, and obviously that's always going to be on taste in the shop. It's from 2020, which was a fantastic year anyway. Mm-hmm. So wonderful ripeness, great quality grapes. Uh, it's had some time on old French oak, so it's got that lovely sort of softness to it. You're talking little bits of hints of coffee and leather and cherries all the way through it. Um, it's, it's, it's a delight, and I'm very, very proud of it. Oh, I'm, I'm so pleased to hear that, that 
the leathery toffee kind of <clears throat> the, the armchair notes <laughs> in Pinot Noir is just the best thing. Yep. We've got Pinot Noir, we've got sparkling wine, we've got your own wines. Tell us a little bit about those. Yes, so we work very closely with um, three vineyards that we partner with. So our sparkling wines and our still rosé are made by Greyfriars Vineyard for us. Uh, So they're on the the hog's back, Mm -hmm. Surrey, Hampshire borders, near near Farnham. Um, And we've been been in partnership with them for about six years um, and making our wines for us. Our white wines... Uh, normally we would have them made by Stopham, just outside Petworth. But the 2021 harvest was such a disaster. The, the winemaker said that he was literally making wine from mould. Oh. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. There's, there's people in Sauterne who might say that's quite a good idea. Yes. So we didn't have any backers for our, for our wine. So we, we turned to Lion Bay down in... in, in oh, uh, yes. They're very in, well known. In, in Devon. Uh, and they made a, a still wine for us, which we call Downlands, which is a blend of Bacchus, uh, Pinot Blanc, and a little bit of Chardonnay. No thyme on oak at all, thyme on its leaves. Mm-hmm. It, that was sort of pineapple flavour. A little, little bit of texture. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they made a small batch of that for us, and then they have made this Pinot Noir for us. They hand out really good winemakers, buy the grapes, get them to make the wine. Um, we, are, we are, I suppose, what the French would call negotiants. Have you spoken to your partners in the Petersfield Wine Triangle at all? Yes. How do they feel about somebody else? Is it a rising tide floats all boats? Absolutely. No, uh, Alan has, has been... A this supply- is Alan Snugs, Alan's Snugs, Alan's General Wine. Yeah. I've known Alan for many, many years. When I had the, the old drum and, and the Halfway Bridge and the Hawkley, you know, all these local pubs that I've, I've run in the past, he was, he was a supplier and we became very, very good friends. So, it's, you know, it, it's complimentary. We are going to make sure that we you know, look after each other. And, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Majestic, yeah, I've, I popped in and, and, and said hello and tried to pinch some of their staff. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the nice things about this industry. You know? People are in it because of passion, because they love the product, they love the process, they love the stories behind it. And if you've got that passion, you're keen to open people's eyes to what's there to enjoy. And help each other. Very much. It is that idea that if we're all hauling on the same rope, it's going to move better and faster, isn't it? Exactly. Well, Simon, fantastic to talk to you. And I really do look forward to coming and visiting the shop, tasting a few wines, and who knows, buying a bottle or two for myself. That sounds like a fantastic idea, Phil. We'd love to see you. And please come along and, and, and have a little taster. We've always got something open. And we'll be visiting the new wine shop on Lavent Street soon to record a Peapod. Definitely looking forward to that, Joel. Certainly are, Claire. Now, Susie enjoys the signs of spring in her wild walk this week. Wait. Very good wait. Okay, come and see. Good girl, stay close. Well, you're having the full sound effects this week. Um, Because Rain and I have come to a completely new place for us... This way, which is Tullicombe Forestry Commission. It's just because I was going to cut through to get to Hayshot to Canine Partners. Um, which way should we go? Let's head towards the sun. That's always a good move. To go and pick up Walshie. And I thought I'd cut through the Chithurst Way. Rain and I have already done half the walk at Durford. 
Um, and it suddenly occurred to me it was Wednesday and really, I really should be recording Wild Walk because this is what I tend to do. I'm really sorry if it's windy. There was no wind at all at Durford. But now that I've come here, it really has picked up a bit. Um, but generally speaking, these, uh, these new earphones have done very well and microphones. So I shall plough on regardless. So this is exciting rain. Come on, where are we? So I must really try and ensure I don't concentrate so much on recording this that... Um, oh, that was the sound of me putting the hood up in case that made it better. Um, I hope I don't get lost is the upshot of that. So it's been a very eventful week. The weather has been outstanding, but we have now got a fixed date for when um, our dear foster dog is going up to the Midlands, which is next week. It's my father's birthday. Not that that's a great joy, but the day after my mum died 20 years ago. So I'm expecting, <laughs> this, is, this is an all points warning for you, I'm not expecting that next week's Wild Walk will be exactly full of the joys of spring. So today will be, because the gorse is out. And I expect everyone to repeat, of course it is, after Uncle Tom. That, oh heck, there's so many ways we could go, Rain. Um, oh, yes, let's just continue straight. I think that's a very good move. So the other day we did another new walk, but it was all up behind Hayshot. Um, a friend um, who's one of my first wild walk companions actually who now doesn't work for canine partners any longer because as you know they're closing there and she and I did a walk that she used to do every lunch hour and a couple of times I would meet her there and I was thinking how good it is we all talk about the working from home and saving the commute and so on and so forth but one aspect is how many of us hands on heart can say that we leave our desks at home in order to take a break and take a walk and walk in a team um, with all that, you know, they all had their own dogs, great team building, great adventure. Um, so that's an aspect I hadn't really thought about at all. Oh, this is quite something. It goes on and on, you know. I could, right, let's get my bearings. We need to sort of point at the sun when we come back because rain you're no good at all the times those of you who listened to me in the very early days will know that when we first moved here every walk ended in me being lost basically because I allowed the dog to choose and I thought oh she's a dog she's sensible she'll know exactly where the car is because only today I heard about a Jack Russell whose owner had done a shop in another market town, not Petersfield, but very like it. And who got home, unloaded all the shopping, made herself a cup of coffee, looked round and suddenly thought, no Jack Russell. So she went back to where she had parked the, an hour before, and there in her very parking spot was the Jack Russell, waiting patiently in the belief that she would return for him. And so she did. So anyway... This is very dog-centric. I'm Well, you know, I make no apology. Anyone who listens to this will know. But I'm going to just enjoy... I don't know if you can... There's just a distant chainsaw. I was hoping that there would be more birdsong, but there was in Durford Wood. But it's quiet. 
quite silent here, probably because it is Forestry Commission and therefore not uniquely, but there are an awful lot of fir trees here. But I'm just going to a sort of clearing where I can look out and get a view because there's a very steep slope here and I fully expect what I'm going to do is try and cut through and discover that although there are many paths I have somehow strayed onto one that isn't and then I will be oh yes that looks a bit steep rain I think that's mountain bike only that way so I think we'll let discretion be the better part of valour and we'll just for today retrace our steps but I'm looking at the distant, I think I can see the distant North Downs looking very blue and rather lovely. But still no birds. Okay, let's go back this way. Enjoy your week. Last year's festivities in town were hugely successful and plans are already underway for this year too. Many of the town's festivals are organised by the Hometown Events Group. Claire met with his co-founder Steve Jacob to find out what's new and what we have to look forward to this year. Now, things are changing at Hometown. Can you explain what's going on this year, please? Well, at Hometown, we've been organising the Petersfield events for the last 12 years now. And myself and Ben Airy have been personally backing them financially. And yet this year, we've now changed and it will be a community interest company organising the events called Petersfield Community Events. And the general change of that is that we can now make the events more sustainable because we'll be able to apply for funding from various councils and committees that are set up where we can get funding to make the events sustainable going forward. Has it affected the events at all that are planned for this year? If anything, it will make them better. So the more funding that we get, because the Community Interest Company is a not-for-profit company, any funding that we get would just improve the events, so then we can do more free attractions for people to come along and enjoy now, the events that were organised last year with Hometown were really well received. Uh, there were various festivals in the square. There was the, the Jubilee as well that you were involved with. What have we got looking forward to this year? It's going to, well, it's going to be the same again. We've got the whole raft of the events coming back this year. So we've got Petersfield Spring Festival at the end of May. We've got the Petersfield Summer Festival at the end of August. The Christmas Festival in December. Then we've also got the Petersfield Awards, which is very well received by the local public. Actually, the awards evening will be in the middle of October, but the nominations will start at the beginning of June. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. So nominations start at the beginning of June. How can local people, local businesses, how can they nominate? Okay, it's very simple. Uh, We have an online form for nominations. So once the nominations will start being live on the 1st of June, we'll be putting out QR codes and links to our website where there's an online form which you can literally go on. You can either nominate yourself or your customers or your friends. Go online, nominate. You can do multiple categories if you wish. And as long as there's a personal and very heartfelt reason for your nomination, because what we actually say is it's not about the quantity of nominations you get, it's the quality of what people say. So there's no point going out there and having 50 nominations if they all say the shop is great. They actually want personal reasons, so then the judges can make their decisions. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a really eventful year this year for Hometown and and for Petersfield. We look forward to being at one of your events soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Steve. Coming soon, we hear how young people want to help the planet. But first, here's the What's On Guide. 
The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? The Sheet Film Club will have a charity film quiz on Saturday the 25th of February in Sheet Village Hall. All proceeds will be divided between the Rosemary Foundation and Cancer Research UK. Tickets are £15 and include food from the Queen's Head. Go to the Sheet Film Club's website for further information. Also on Saturday the 25th, Coda, a tribute to Led Zeppelin, will be performing at the TPS studio. The concert starts at 7.30pm and tickets are £15 each. More details are on the TPS studio's website. The Beedales Theatre presents Unbroken, a debut solo performance by physical theatre and circus artist Nicky Rummer on Thursday the 2nd of March. Tickets start at £14 each and details on how to book are on the Beedales events website. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can listen to The Best of Rise and Shine, the weekday morning show. Catch the best bits every week from Shine Radio's presenters in conversation with fascinating local people. To listen to The Best of Rise and Shine and more, go to shineradio.uk, bringing you also a brighter mix of great music and local information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. Last week, the Petersfield Town Council organised Petersfield's first Planet Petersfield event at the Festival Hall. Packed with advice and ideas for how to live a more eco-friendly life, Joe Gray went along to meet some eco-warriors of the future. My name is Ellie and I'm 11 years old. You're 11 and this is your brother? Yes, my twin brother. Tom, I'm 11 as well. So you're obviously 11 too. And you decided to come to this eco event? Yeah, I decided to come to the eco event because I really love the environment and also I feel that the Prime Ministers are not doing enough to help the planet, as in that, as like COP27, they're only nodding their heads. They're not saying yes to doing things, they're just nodding their head and saying yes. And that's why I like events like this, because it means everyone can come in and do what they want, whether they're popular or not. Have you had any, seen any talks today or done any crafting yet? I haven't done any crafting yet, but I would really love to. What have you seen? What have you got your eye on? I've got my eye on that Woodland Trust with the animals over there, because I really love the animals over there. And I might do some face painting, I don't know yet. Wonderful. Well, I hope you get lots of new information so you can help spread the word about being more green. Thank you. Thank you. What's your name? Max. Beautiful face painting. Looks like a pirate. Yes, it is a pirate. So what else have you done today? I've been crafty and been making some stuff from the council. I've talked to them. They're over there in the meeting. And what did you make? I made something. It's about plastic and pollution. I've made something to hopefully stop it. I made like a little note and animals and stuff. What did they tell you about? That they pay people too little. (laughs) And that they need to pay more. Did they talk about nature or trees or plastic? They said that there's too much pollution and they're not trying to stop it really, even though they say they are. But people? People from going on cars and, yeah. So what do you think you'll be able to tell mum and dad about it? To do more recycling 
and basically just go walking more. We always go walking to places or scooting, not much of the car, even though we have one for school runs. Well done. And what are you going to do next today? Uh, scoot home and stuff. And I've seen your baby sister sit, she was playing the drum. Yes, she's really good at those stuff like banging. But the toys for her are mostly made out of plastic. And they could be made of wood or something. That's a really good idea. Did they talk about recycling? Yes, they did over there. Maybe if you buy second-hand toys from the charity shop, that, that's a good idea. Yes, you can buy second-hand toys or you can recycle your old ones or give them to charity. Thank you so much, Max. And how old are you? Eight. And finally, there's exciting news for gardeners in Lys as a new community garden takes shape. Shine Radio's Alistair Knox Crawford met with parish councillors Karen Tordoff and Clive Ollie. Karen, tell me about the community garden in Lys. Well, Alistair, Lys Parish Council anticipate this site on Mill Road, the Mill Road Community Garden, to be an all-encompassing space for the residents of Lys. And what I mean by that is that this community garden will create open space, helping maintain the natural aesthetics of the, the current grassy field. We'll be putting down pathways, enabling accessibility, social seating, fruit trees, wildflower meadows and planters, natural play features. One is just being built at the very bottom of the Lys Community Garden, which will be developed over the coming months. And, of course, a place where people can come and walk their dogs, with dog bag dispensers, of course, and bins, helping to encourage responsible dog ownership and minimise dog mess to create a more pleasant and inclusive environment. Where did the inspiration come from? So... Within the LIS development plan, the LIS neighbourhood plan, we have always had a mission to create green space for the community within the South Downs National Park, utilising space that hasn't really been specifically designed for environmental projects. LIS Community Garden was a piece of open space owned by East Hampshire District Council that we thought would benefit from having a community garden and a fruit orchard. So since you've put it out there, what's the response been? The response has been fantastic. We have always had a huge demand for environmental projects and issues within the the village. We have uh, recently created a wildflower meadow on Westerless Rec Ground uh, near the pavilion with the scout group. Highly, highly motivated young bunch of people and uh, we hope to go back there in March to plant some more uh, wildflower plugs to enhance the meadow itself. And one of the other things that's happening in Lys, hopefully at some point after the consultation, might be the bike pump track. Indeed, indeed. Very, very, very excited about the pump track, again on West Lys Recreation Ground. We are in consultation. Feedback has been fantastic, highly encouraged by local residents feeling the need to have the pump track. But again, we await the final results through consultation to see how uh, we proceed with that particular project. So tell me about the fruit orchard. What's it going to look like? Well, as part of what Karen was explaining, the orchard is the front part of the garden. 
and within it we've got apple trees and pear trees and all the sorts of trees you would expect in an orchard. There will also be planting a hedge down the edge of the site in order to screen the fence and basically everything's been chosen in a way to enhance the environmental effect both for humans and for the wildlife that will and do use this area. So in many years to come, I can see scrumping taking place on a large scale, perhaps. Well, is scrumping the illegal use of trees where you have to climb over somebody's fence? Or if you're allowed to pick them, which we hope people will do, is that still scrumping? I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, if it's successful, then perhaps there'll even be fruit pressing and things taking place at certain times of year and we would hope that people do come and pick fruit if they want it and perhaps longer term we could even use it to give people advice about how to prune their own fruit trees and things like that so really use it as an example which public space used to be used for of what can be done in one's garden perhaps on a smaller scale who are you working in conjunction with well we're working in conjunction with Hampshire Forest Partnership. We've got a very good relationship there because Councillor Oppenheimer, who's our local ward councillor, started the, the process of putting the links together. And they've helped us in terms of acquiring the trees and with some advice in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And the first tranche of trees, how many do you think you might be able to plant? There's 50 trees going in in the first tranche, of which there's... A number of different trees as well as in terms of older trees like medlars and things like that which some people I'm sure will know and know what they use them for. And in overall terms do you see those trees being planted through till when 2024 2025 do you think it might go on that long? I think in terms of the garden that Karen was explaining I mean I think the orchard is one facet of it. I'm sure there will be other plantings in the area because this area has actually water at the end of it, which is a fantastic feature for wildlife. And so as you move down through the site and get towards the railway line, I suspect we'll do more planting, but it'll be more, if I say environmental, more things like perhaps oak trees or something like that, which, have a, which encourage, because they, they have about 360 different types of insects associated with oak trees and that of course encourages other wildlife in so i would suspect we'll go for more natural type plants as you move into the site and as the site links to other parts of the countryside across the railway line so a really exciting project yeah it is it is for list because i think list i don't know i mean i've only been in list two years so please don't hang me if i've got this wrong but in terms of the the approach to wildlife because of Karen's lead on the parish council, it's really become quite galvanised and she's quite good at getting out there and getting people involved in terms of making things happen. And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests Simon Hawking, Steve Jacob, Ellie, Max, Karen Tordoff, Clive Olley, John Walker, Susie Wall, our editor M. Sefton-Smith and the whole Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week... Bye. Bye.
What was the rival to the VHS video format? Which author predicted the Apollo moon landing? Who became the youngest winner of the Wimbledon men's singles title? Petersfield's Shine Radio with Ian Crossman. I have quiz questions on all sorts of topics for you to test your general knowledge and see if you can score the magical five out of five. The Brighter Minds Quiz is proudly supported by Church's College. Every Saturday and Sunday night from nine. Petersfield's Shine Radio.